Welcome back to Inspired by Interfaith Voices. I'm Kimberly Winston, in this week for Umbreen Khan. We've been learning about some new online platforms aimed at connecting young people to faith and spirituality through technology. A new online space called InnoFaith is one such endeavor. It works to connect people motivated by faith, spirituality, or a sense of morality to projects and programs where they can make a difference. I'm Danielle Goldstone, the founder of InnoFaith. Welcome to our show, Danielle. Let's just start right with the big question. What is InnoFaith and how does it work? Sure. So InnoFaith is a multi-faith network and platform for social innovation. Basically, it exists to inspire people of faith to use innovation and collaboration to address the social challenges of our time. So I believe that whether we thrive as faith communities depends on whether we are effective at helping humanity and the planet thrive. And that when we pair the ingenuity of social innovation with the sacred wisdom of our many faith traditions, um, that we can be better at building a more just, equitable, and peaceful world. Indeed, that might be the only way that we can. And so we curate content, connections, and interfaith collaborations for social impact. We connect people with each other, especially across faith traditions. And we also try to build bridges between the work of secular organizations in this social innovation space and the world of faith-based social change. At a time when more and more people are turned off by organized religion, tell me why you see faith and innovation as partners. You know, I spent my career in this field of social innovation, social entrepreneurship. I've had the privilege to travel the world and meet with people coming up with creative approaches to address systemic problems in their communities and their countries. And I noticed that faith communities were rarely at those tables. I feel like there's so much that faith communities have to offer to the conversation. Um, and yet we're not really in the game faith communities have always been at the forefront of major innovations, right? The civic infrastructure of our country, the social movements throughout history. And right now, as organized religion has been shrinking, at least in the U.S., or as it's going through this existential crisis, the attention of our communities has become on smaller and smaller things. And so I think faith communities just have to sort of up their game, if you will, in terms of um, their engagement around these issues. I mean, right now, right, we're facing major ethical questions around AI, for instance, um, around data, and a lot of communities aren't even talking about these these issues. You said that as you were traveling around uh, meeting with social innovators and social change makers, that you did not often see faith communities in these spaces. Why do you think that is? And how do you hope to improve that problem? Yeah. So Greg Jones, who is the currently the president of Belmont University, he tells this story that I think kind of illustrates that, which is he was very good friends with Greg Dees, who was a professor in the business school at Duke, but he is sort of considered the 
the kind of grandfather of the academic study of social entrepreneurship. And Dean Jones was having a conversation with, with Professor Dees, where Professor Dees asked him what happened to the church. And Dean Jones said, what are you talking about? And uh, Professor Dees said, we're teaching social entrepreneurship in business schools because the church failed to sort of pursue this, which was very much something that the, the church did in the past in terms of, in a, you know, innovating and um, innovating solutions to social problems, but they kind of dropped the ball. And so now it's being taught in business schools instead. But I do think there's... Um, you know, some discomfort in the secular world in terms of engaging with faith communities. I also, though, think that on the side of faith communities, like I said, we haven't really kept up with what it means to pursue solutions to social problems now. This isn't to say, you know, there's so many faith communities doing amazing social change work, social innovation. It is happening. What InnoFaith is trying to do is basically engage people in communities of faith in this conversation um, to say, hey, if you know you're interested in solving homelessness in your community, there are so many ideas out there that for really tackling this problem. So that I, there's a amazing individual, Roseanne Haggerty. Roseanne Haggerty runs Community Solutions. Community Solutions is actively ending homelessness in cities around the country. So why are faith communities um, not doing that? And, and she's actually getting them involved in that work, which is great. So we're trying to basically build those bridges, right? Where great idea, something of interest to faith communities, how do we connect them uh, and support that to, to happen? Tell me about Tamika Washington and her vacation interfaith school. Yeah, so Tamika, she, in her community of Bowie, Maryland, started this uh, interfaith coalition of Bowie wanting to build bridges and connections in her community. And one of the ideas that she had and piloted last summer was this vacation interfaith school. So taking obviously the concept of the vacation Bible school, um, but doing it in an interfaith way. And so she had children uh, participating from different traditions in this camp for a week, basically, where they got to visit the, um, you know, the mosque and the synagogue and the church and sort of see and be there in a way. Um, she'll tell this that they could just explore, you know, so often kids are in houses of worship and they're told to be quiet and to sit still. And so I love that uh, Tamika talks about just letting them go and see and explore and ask questions and, and all of that. So she created that, um, that camp and then has been just looking for kind of, yeah, sort of programming and, and participants um, to join uh, congregations to join that. Wow. And tell me about John Adam Ross. John co-founded um, this amazing organization called the Inheritance Project, which basically works in communities to build collaborative theater projects. And they do it often using religious texts, but they bring people together from different faith traditions to basically build a shared narrative they design a, a play with the community, and it is some really powerful work that 
builds connections that otherwise I think wouldn't happen. It gets people reflecting on shared values and shared story. And I think in this day and age, with all the polarization, that that kind of initiative is so important as our social fabric phrase in so many ways to create the space and opportunity for people to come together uh, and to use art to, to sort of find those that common ground. Tell me about the moment you said, hey, I have an idea for InnoFaith. So I had this experience of being part of a faith group here in D.C. that does really great work on various local issues. Um, and for a set of reasons, I had been involved in um, the meetings kind of in the early 2000s of this group and then in more recent years. Um, and as I sat in these meetings 20 years later, I was kind of struck by the fact that we were having the same conversations that we had been having 20 years ago, which I always say social change takes time. But what I wondered was whether we were being successful in transforming kind of root causes of some of these problems or whether we were just in this kind of power battle that sometimes we won and sometimes we lost with the, you know, with policymakers and, and politicians um, and the, the folks, you know, leading our city. Um, and I remember being at an event where the pastor closed it out by saying, it has always been a struggle. It will always be a struggle. And I thought, yes, we are people of struggle and we are also people of creation. Rumi said, stop acting so small. You are the universe in ecstatic motion. And another Sufi mystic, uh, Hafiz, said, all the talents of God are within you. And I love those two quotes because basically we have the power not just to hold our politicians accountable, which we need to do, that's how democracy works, but to also ourselves build new things, new frameworks, new ways of being in community with each other. Psychologist Rollo May wrote once that whereas moral courage is the righting of wrongs, creative courage in contrast is the discovering of new forms, new symbols, new patterns on which a new society can be built. And so InnoFaith really came kind of out of that sort of moment of like, we're fighting against a lot of things. Um, what exactly are we, you know, building toward? And if all our focus goes to what we're fighting against, then we can forget what we're what we're building toward. Now, you said that um, your own inspiration for creating social impact and social innovation came out of your own personal faith. Tell me how your Catholicism inspired what eventually became InnoFaith. Uh, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and my mom basically told my sister and me that after we were confirmed in the church, we could do what we wanted. And we were both like, thank God, we, we don't have to go to church anymore. But then I had developed some friendships in middle school and into high school with some folks that went to this non-denominational evangelical youth group. And I have to say the evangelicals do youth work a whole lot better than the Catholics do. And I got sort of sucked in to that world. It was very just welcoming and dynamic. My, my best friends in the world are still from 
that church group. And it was where I started going on kind of mission trips, which I think is kind of one of the outdated sort of models. <laughs> um, but the benefit of it personally was the sort of exposure. Since then, I've known that this is something linked to my faith, that there are these problems in the world that I need to do something about. Um, so that started me on that journey. And so through college, I stayed involved in a Catholic, in the Catholic Church and a Protestant youth group. And so those continued to be two parts of my world. And so I think the, the sort of instinct toward bridge building kind of started there and also across faiths. Um, yeah, at some point I just sort of settled back into, to Catholicism, um, for a variety of reasons after college. And one of the most powerful aspects, I think, of the Catholic Church that is not well known is Catholic social teaching. All of our faith traditions have these principles and ideas that we don't even maybe talk about that much, but it is so valuable. And I think we need to lift that up more. I was also interested to see that your definition of interfaith includes people of no faith. I think any good interfaith work involves people of any beliefs, which includes not affiliating with a faith tradition, includes not you know, having specific religious or spiritual beliefs. Um, we live in a pluralist society, and I think our only future is if we actually work together to address the common good. And so I don't know how to do that without inviting everybody in. So I think of InnoFaith as being for people that want to use the wisdom and assets of faith traditions of, and faith itself for social impact. So that's what we're trying to build, but it has to involve all of us, right? I, I don't know how we build a better world, how we build more justice and um equity and peace um, without inviting everybody in. My guest has been Danielle Goldstone, founder of InnoFaith. If you want to find out more about InnoFaith and some of the projects it supports and how you can get involved, go to their website, www.innofaith, that's I-N-N-O-F-A-I-T-H dot O-R-G. When we come back, we'll find out about another space for exploring faith and spirituality founded by a non-believer. You are listening to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. Stay with us. Mm-hmm. 